What's up, everyone? This is Ryan with The Church Collective, and I want to welcome you to our new podcast channel, the Ask The Church Collective podcast. If you've been a longtime subscriber of The Church Collective podcast, you'll know that we started with a lot of interviews, a lot of questions, a lot of just like local worship leader conversations. And and what's happened as we've done more interviews with artists and things like that, we found that it's been difficult to keep up with um, kind of splitting the, the theme of the podcast. So you can still subscribe to The Church Collective podcast, where we'll continue with uh, interviews with artists and worship leaders. Uh, But what we have here is the Ask the Church Collective podcast. So you'll be able to uh, ask a question uh, with an email that you can send through the site, or you can call in on the phone number 209-326-0933 and uh, leave a message there, and then we'll use the audio on the podcast. Um, So it's just going to be a great way to just connect with people from the collective. We'll bring in contributors. We'll bring in people from our Facebook community page. We'll bring in partners and friends uh, as as they're needed to answer the the questions that we get. Um, So for this very first episode, we have the question uh, that came to us was asking, what is the balance between... um, leading songs that you personally like and leading songs that resonate with your congregation. So we had a really, really cool conversation about that with some of our contributors. So here we go with the first episode of the Ask the Church Collective podcast. Yeah, um, we we don't... Um, well, uh, first of all, let me say that I'm in a very pretty culturally diverse church. Um, the church that I came from in Detroit was mostly Caucasian, um, and so the song choices there were very different. Um, here, um, I would say we're probably 60, 40 Caucasian, African-American. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, you know, having a background of, of singing mostly, you know, Passion, Hillsong stuff, I've really, um, I'm not attached to any of that because I want to do what I think is going to relate uh, and be um, adaptable to the people in our congregation as far as style goes. And so I've really opened up to doing more gospel type stuff, um, even though uh, it's not what I'm used to or what I'm necessarily would listen to um, personally on a regular basis. Um, and so I'm constantly trying to, to uh, diversify the, the songs that I'm um, using and I'm listening to all different kinds of things. I'm constantly on Spotify. A lot of times I'll ask people on our teams, um, not necessarily the congregation, uh, but I will ask the people on our teams what they're listening to, not, not to choose those songs, but just to see what they're worshiping with throughout the week um, to get an idea of songs that we can. I'm not a huge fan of taking hits off of K-Love or Air One or any of those you know, stations. Um, but if, if content wise, lyric wise, they're going to connect with the hearts of our people, I will use them. Mm. Um, but, but I, I get a lot of feedback from our teams when choosing the songs. I try not to do it all on my own because I want to find out what they're worshiping with throughout the week. Sure. Sure. Um, Chris, why don't you speak a little bit to what goes on, uh, with selection at your church? One, um, reason for selecting a song is, do I think my congregation will connect with this song? Um, I, I try to leave my personal tastes out of it completely. Mm. Um, it helps that I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not one of the worship leaders. I, I, I pull myself away from that role and I just do worship pastoring. Um, even though I'm playing, um, some Sundays on as, you know, guitar player, but so I don't think about the song based off of like, I would sound good singing this song because I'm not going to be singing the song. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely, I hear a song on, you know, off of YouTube or somebody sends it to me or, or it's a new release. And I think, wow, our congregation, I really think our congregation would connect with that song. And then we try it out. We have a, a specific process, how we try songs out. Mm. Um, and then, you know, after two or three weeks, I can kind of gauge whether the congregation has latched onto it or not. And then if they have, we keep it in the rotation. If they haven't, then we basically kind of throw it away and just move on from there. But um, what we sing at our church has nothing to do with my musical taste or what I listen to, you know, mm. in my car. Yeah. Laura, if you want to take, like, what do you think that balance should be? Like, how much should we as worship leaders be resonating with the music that we're leading? When I look for a worship song or actually a lot of times I don't find them. My husband's really good at it. Hmm. And so I try and go, I try and go with his gut because he's usually actually right. And he, he looks for some sort of emotional pull. Um, And I know what he's thinking is, is some sort of emotional pull. Then I take it through my criteria, which is, I'm sure what everyone else is thinking, sing, sing along ability. <laughs> Can they sing, really sing along with this? And for my church, it's, are these lyrics too hard? Like too Jesus-y, too theological, too um, deep, if you will, because our church attracts a high amount of very unchurched people hmm. that don't understand that kind of stuff. Um, and it takes time. So, and then, I mean, but as far as resonating with it, I just, man, I just keep thinking if it is a well-written worship song, I should be able to resonate with it Hmm. because when I read the lyrics from the page, I should be able to engage with those lyrics and feel it, if that makes any sense, and apply it to myself and choose worship. So, Sure. Talk a little bit um, at your your context, Ricky, for song selection. Uh, I think I'm probably really similar to Cliff. Uh, I spend a lot of time on Spotify for sure, uh, just going from related artist to related artist. Uh, for for some reason, I, I found it strange. The church I was at before this one, I had people from the congregation coming up to me constantly to offer me song suggestions, hmm. um, whether I wanted them or not. And uh, here, I, I don't get a whole lot of of those suggestions. So it's you know on a Sunday morning, you know people's people seem to be engaging with the songs that I pick, whether it's from a, a artist to find on Spotify, something off the radio. I try to have a balance between completely out of left field song and like a song that people might hear. Try to keep that balance and. I just pray that the spirit of God works and, you know, people are engaging. I don't get suggestions. I don't even get a whole lot of like feedback, good or bad on individual songs. People are just, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's different. So I, I pick basically kind of like whatever everyone said, is it singable? Um, is it, does it resonate within me? Because it does start with us, you know. If it's not resonating with us, and we're like disengaged, how can anyone possibly engage? Um, aside from, you know, obviously God's working in them, and uh, so that's kind of what I do. I just 
listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, but what about you, Fox, as a, not necessarily the worship leader, but you're in the, the booth watching what happens. What, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I think that as a congregate and for someone who's behind the scenes watching everything as it unfolds, a lot of times what I know are my leader's favorite songs are not the ones that are connecting with the congregation. And that's hard. Um, whenever I'm asked to, to pick a song for the weekend or throw out a suggestion for something to do, I always default to a song or two or three that is very scripturally relevant that is relevant to our congregation, their demographics, and that is biblically sound, regardless of, of what that the musicality of it is, like the level of musicianship required to play that, whatever that is, I throw that all away. Because to me, lyrically is what I connect with. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can do that as well. I mean, I can sit and and you know, bob my head and dance around to go all day long, but it's not, it's not hitting home with me. It's not resonating with me. Uh, that song is engaging and it's energetic and it's fun and everybody knows it and everybody dances along to it. But is it, is it engaging me to worship or is it engaging me to just enjoy the song? So I try, I try to, to limit my suggestions for songs to things that are, spiritually engaging and not just musically engaging. Hmm. That's a hard, um, that, that, that's a hard like filter, I guess, to, to come towards music is to really look for, uh, something that's spiritually engaged. I saw you smile there, Cliff. You maybe want to talk to that a little bit and how do you, how do you keep your radar up for that? Well, and that's the, that's the thing right there is you've got to know your congregation to know what is going, what they need spiritually, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe what the pastor is trying to, you know, hopefully you've got a relationship with your pastor enough to know kind of where he sees the church at and where he's taking the church and where the pe- people in your church are at. Um, so that gives you some guidance and direction as far as what your congregation not only enjoys musically, but needs spiritually as well. Cause there's a lot of songs about the promises of God, there's not a lot of songs about the principles of God. Um, and sometimes those are harder to find. Uh, but sometimes that's sometimes what your congregation needs to, to be able to grow and to, because I think as a, especially for those of us that call ourselves worship pastors, um, part of that role is pastoring your people and not just necessarily giving them what they want, but sometimes it's giving them what they need spiritually. And sometimes that requires maybe singing a song that is that is very singable, but sometimes can maybe challenge them spiritually in their walk walk with Christ. Right. So I think that's a huge part of, of song choices as well. Yeah. So at, yeah. The, at the end of the day, the the relationship with your congregation is vitally important. Um, maybe Laura, if you want to speak a little bit towards how do you foster in your context your your relationship with your congregation? We and as far as my my band goes too, um, we discourage that. Hmm. We, going and hiding yourself away with you all. <laughs> um, we encourage people and we, we encourage people to be out in the lobby before the service starts. And we have two on Sunday morning and in between and after um, I run off the stage to get to the front door and I stand there with our executive pastor as people go in and out. Hmm. Um, I 
I'm a part of our prayer team at the church so that I can be in on what, what the people are praying about, what, what are their needs. Um, I work really closely with our connections director um, because it matters. Like um, people who are coming, who visited one time and two times and three times, I need to know their name by three times. They need to know who I am. Um, a starting a new project I'm starting over the summer is those people are going to get a handwritten note from me. I really try hard to develop relationships. Um, I mean, it's just, and it's a team-wide thing. And my team does it when they see me doing it. Um, it's an example you set so that as a team, we can have a good relationship. Yeah. I feel like I have a really strong connection with our congregation. Um, so sometimes that's hard because then you get stuck in like two conversations for 30 minutes or whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, we we really strive for that. Yeah. Do you do you think? I'm sorry to interject here. Do you think that 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 personal relationship that you develop with the people of your congregation allows you to feel what their heartbeat on worship is, and therefore make stylistic and musical choices that will that you know will sit well and resonate with those people? It does. It really does. I think. If I wasn't like that, and if we didn't operate like that, and I existed in my own space, I would miss the mark more often. Um, so I do see that, yes, as helping. I, I forgot who said this, but I am like the person who said they don't get any requests for songs. I hardly ever get a request for a song because more than half the people that go to my church aren't listening to Christian music hmm. or haven't been, or don't even know that there's a radio station called Caleb. So, um, it's, that's not often what we're getting. Um, but I do that. So that's, it, that's, so you're right. That's all I have is that relationship that I'm building with them. That's my only radar. Nobody's coming to me, telling me they want the next Carrie joke song. So. Yeah. If I could interject, one of the one of the most effective things that I've ever done as a worship pastor and is to get involved. And we have a, a what we call a, a connect groups at our church, which is kind of our small group ministry. One of the one of the most effective things I've ever done as a worship pastor <laughs> is to get involved in a connect group that doesn't have any musicians or any worship leaders in it, because it's allowed me to get to know people in our church that are outside of the worship ministry and to grow spiritually with them, to challenge each other spiritually, and also to kind of get a heartbeat of where they are and where they want to go. Um, and, and without even talking about music or songs or worship or anything, just to kind of get to know them. And I've actually... Um, been able to make some song choices, just getting to know them and and what their desires are as believers as they grow in their in their walk with the Lord. Yeah, that's been huge. Yeah, so I guess to to bring it all back full circle, um, uh, it seems like our as worship leaders, our hearts for what songs we're leading, if we're actually fostering relationships with our congregation, will will kind of start to sync up, and, and and our congregation will also even to to some extent start digging what we're digging and, and kind of meet somewhere in the middle there 
Um, but, but the big part of it is to just really foster that relationship. So if you're in that sort of a situation at your church and maybe you feel like you're getting up there and you're, you're leading a, a set and you're, you're looking out and you're not seeing much participation, maybe it is because you're leaning too far on, on your side. And then maybe you're on the other side of it and you're getting requests all the time and you're trying to like keep up with whatever's happening on the radio. Um, you know, full disclosure, I don't listen to Christian radio really. I'll, I'll check out the charts maybe every two months or so, but, um, that's not really the, the, the litmus that I go towards, um, um, but maybe you're you're inundated with that. Maybe you need to foster more relationship. Maybe you should hang out at the door and shake the hands of everybody going out to get to know them a little more, see where they're coming from. Um, but yeah, this is good stuff, guys. Thanks for listening. We want to hear from you. Um, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us become visible over there for people who may have questions about worship ministry. And uh, we thank you so much for your support. And as always, head over to thechurchcollective.com and hit connect there to connect with us as we help connect you with others. God bless.